0: hello everyone and welcome back to the limerick spinners we've had a little bit of time off recently we've had a uh, fair bit going on on our masters course that we've uh, we've gladly got out of the way now um, as our masters actually comes to an end but we thought we need to get back into it there's so much sport happening so much to talk about and as always i'm joined by liam mcguinn over zoom how you doing liam?
1: yeah yeah i'm good we, we've kind of patched things over haven't we and and we're back on okay terms again um so we can we can try and try and see how this goes and try and get an, another episode out um you know some stuff went on behind the scenes and um but yeah we won't talk about that we won't talk well, about
0: that. i think you refer to it as creative differences uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah 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 but we're back I on sp- board i suppose you would
0: <laughs> we're, we're back and we're, we're, we're looking forward to uh bringing out lots more content uh, for all of you listeners. Um, so obviously, uh, a good place to start, I think, Leo, is based upon the tweets of Ollie Robinson. Um, I think that's been the, the, the story that has intrigued me the most over the last few days. And I know uh, today, uh, Boris Johnson and Oliver Dowden decided to get involved as well, which is always very useful uh, when the PM decides to push for a culture war. What do you think, um, in terms of punishment for a Robinson do you think it's justified or do you think it's harsh? do
1: you ever do you ever have a thing where, where something happens and it's not that you don't care because I do care a lot but you, you genuinely don't know how you feel like I, I don't know the answer and I don't really know like because there is there is obviously two sides to it and yeah it's, it's really I think it's just a really difficult thing and I think yeah look I, I don't think, it's one of those occasions, again, where I feel a little bit for the ECB. It, it, whatever they did, they were going to be absolutely, you know, slandered from, from either side. Um, I've, Yeah, I don't know. This full investigation thing, I, I don't really understand. I, I don't know what I'm missing. Like, I, I don't know what the investigation is into. Like, he, he did, the tweets happened. They were from him. That's, you know, that's a factual thing. Um, so I don't really understand the investigation So um, the, from yeah. what I
0: understand the investigation is in, into the fact that he, was he contracted at the time, were they the only tweets that have surfaced, they have to do like a character assessment mm. as well I was reading out, which all sounds incredibly vague <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, it just sounds like you know they, they, they're saying this but, but in reality um, he just needs to be taken out of the spotlight doesn't he, for, for a little bit? I think
1: so for his own good as well and what, what I worry about is I like to think if these tweets had come up internally and they'd been found before he made his debut, that England would have done something about it, but I don't know if they would have. What do you think? Do you think he would have just been taken aside and asked, told them to delete them and, and crack on? Or what, what do you think would have happened? <sighs>
0: I mean, I'd, I'm surprised that, for a start, that England didn't do some due diligence into Holly Robinson before he started mm-hmm. to play. Because obviously, he's playing the first test of the summer at Lords. He's going to be under the spotlight. Debutant, of course, this is going to happen, and and Twitter is um, unfortunately a very public space. Um, so it's it's obviously easy to find them. So I'm surprised that England didn't didn't just do that due diligence, as I say. Um, but yeah, I think it could have been handled probably slightly better especially for him as well i mean it's this what i find interesting is like this debate about like if you do something when you're a teenager when um not that you're just unaware but you don't understand like when you put things on the internet they are very very much public and they'll stay there forever probably in some capacity um and to subsequently punish him um it, it it is a it is a difficult one. It reminds me of, of, of Hamza Chowdhury and, and Andre Gray as well, when they uh, were retrospectively uh, handed I think like four or five match bans for tweets that they did 10 years previously. But then at the same time, like you know, the ECB have been really pushing to 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 stamp racism out of the game, haven't they? And, and obviously that is the stance. Um, and obviously that's what we all want to see happen. But I I, I just think like they left themselves no choice but to but to ban him, but to remove him from international duty. But I still yeah. I do think it could have been handled better. I do.
1: I, I think it's a really strange thing when you're saying, okay, you're being punished for this, which was eight, nine years ago. Um, So, you know, have a think about it. And, but, you know, and, and you know, try and improve as a person, whatever. But he, he'll he be like, but I have. That's the that's the point. You know, I'm not that person anymore, which I, I do honestly believe he's not. Um, You know, I, I think... 18 is still still an adult, and he still obviously should have known better. And and you know, um, you know they, they were probably jokes, but horrible jokes, you know, essentially. And yeah, but as you said, look, I mean, England standing on the on the boundary edge with their inclusivity T-shirts on on, on day one. I mean, they couldn't not do anything after that, could they? But mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's yeah, it's a, between a rock and a hard place. I I just do totally understand both sides um yeah and I I just think it's very difficult and it's just an unprecedented situation for England cricket really and it, it just cricket at county level it just doesn't have the same you know no one would care if he was a county cricketer so it's just a really strange thing the the chasm between county and international just in terms of profile um and yeah I think there will be a few county cricketers who've gone through their old tweets and hit delete 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 over the last week. Um, Absolutely.
0: Have you not seen yeah. Don Bess has just deleted his uh Twitter account as well because obviously of, of, of what's of what's happened recently because he's just been added to the squad hasn't he for yeah. the uh, for the second test. Um and I th- I think that could happen more often to be honest with you. I'm I'm not in any way excusing. I mean good lord, I think uh you know, the, the position that the ECB have taken is, is exactly the position that you'd expect is being very openly um, about inclusivity and trying to stamp out uh, racism, sexism and all these other pervasive societal issues in the game. I think that is the only stance that you can take. There is no other stance, but I just, I wonder how long he's going to be punished for. This is the thing. I mean, do, does he have to be set an example of like, you're not just missing the New Zealand game, but maybe, you know, the, 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 the whole summer? I mean, it, it's just... It's, it, I don't know what's too lenient a to punishment and what's too serious. This is I'd, the problem.
1: Yeah, and I look, I think obviously much better that the ECB are being over probably serious about it than not taking it seriously at all. My one big right would be if he goes out to the side, which he will for the second test, obviously, um, and then gets replaced by Craig Overton, it's like, I well, don't know. Exactly, you know? Exactly, um, exactly. You know, who? someone who did something objectively worse you know because he actually did it you know tweeting stuff it's never good obviously but it still tweets let's be honest um but something objectively worse I know he got punished at the time but it was a one game ban or something like that so like I don't know like that's that that wouldn't sit right with me personally um if if Ollie Robinson's like banned for the summer and and cast aside and but you're like okay Craig Overton who did something worse more recently you can come in and take his place it's like I don't know about Mm, that you
0: mm. know well, yeah. Just to to highlight to people who are listening, Craig Overton was caught. Um, I can't remember who the batsman was, but he mm-hmm. said something along Sibon the lines was? of, "Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, yeah. Uh, and um, he said something along the lines of, "You know, go back to your country." I believe. Um, hmm. I don't think that's verbatim what he said, but it was it was along those lines. And and he got interviewed in in Wisden actually uh, a couple of weeks ago about that. And he, you know, he's very open about the fact that he said it. It's not like it's denial. It's very much out there. Anyone can go and, and read it. But he's saying, look, I've grown since then. So you're right to raise that point, Leah. Absolutely. Like, if you're going to replace Ollie Robinson with someone who, who's done something, yeah, worse. I don't know if you can say worse because racism is racism. But, yeah, something more recently, anyway, that just does not sit right at all. So mm. it'd be interesting to see, yeah, the next few days. I mean, look, as, as I mentioned at the start... Oliver Dowden and Boris Johnson getting involved will not help Ollie Robinson in any way, will it?
1: No, it won't. And that will just feed into, as you said, the culture war and then the current morons who boo, taking the knee, stuff like that, et cetera. And that will just feed into that. And you know, people who genuinely don't actually care about sport, you know, until something like this comes up. The Lauren Fox, Lawrence Foxes of the world, you know, who'll just, they'll use anything like this to run with it. And, and you know, they'll they'll think it's, they're making a great point or whatever, and yeah, it's just just horrible and will snowball. So yeah, when I saw when I saw those two got involved, I just thought, oh Christ, it's just gonna get worse from here, isn't it? So
0: yeah. Um, no, look, this is a very it's a very important topic. I know it's it's probably a bit <laughs> more serious than what we usually speak about at the start of the show, but it's very important um, to 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 have this sort of debate really so that people can have a think about where they stand on it as well. Um obviously we are all against racism. But yeah, how much can a person grow in ten years? I'd like to think mm. quite a lot. I think that's what we should be.
1: I hope be I'm going. pretty different from ten years ago. Christ, <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh, so do so oh, I. Really hope so. I really hope so. I don't know if I've got better or worse, but definitely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but different, <laughs> different.
1: <laughs>
0: definitely different. But yeah, let's actually have a little chat about the cricket itself rather let's than let's do it
1: let's move on from the you know it. that old uh, racism stuff um <laughs> important yeah. i guess but uh yeah so
0: yeah i mean what did you think of the last test We
1: did um i thought it was very interesting and i thought the people criticizing england on day five um are the worst people in the world They're the same sort of people. If I'll just have they're the same. They're they're exactly Shane Warne, you know, uh, bat aggressively in brackets, not recklessly. Like, what are you talking about? You know, England obviously set that target. They've got their most inexperienced batting lineup of all time, by the way, (laughs) four blokes on it, on a pair. And people are like, yeah, just have a dash. Don't worry about it. You know, the same people who would have, if they'd been bowled out in a session, which had never happened to England or only happened once before a certain time. And then the last six years has become an almost regular occurrence, you know? So, I mean, of course, England just did the absolute sensible thing. Um, If they were one nil down in a series or something, yeah, of course, they have a go. (laughs) Nil all. First test of the summer. Yeah. New Zealand were on, on top for most of it, probably, um, and the better side. Yeah, take the draw. <laughs> like, yes, I, I just... I don't know. I, I didn't understand it at all, the, the argument. And and lots of people were saying it, and lots of people who normally I'd agree with their opinion. So, um, yeah, oh. I, I was... Yeah, didn't
0: agree at all. Well, yeah, Michael Atherton for one, um, was I think he wrote a piece today saying that they were sort of disappointed and England didn't quite get the mood of uh of Lords. But yeah, look, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, the amount of times we've seen England collapse in recent years, um, and then we call out for proper test match batting, and then we you know we we get proper test match batting and we like to revert back. It's bizarre. England fans are incredibly fickle. I don't think it's just England fans, I think it's I think it's fans, fans all games. over the world yeah but yeah okay yeah look it was at times slightly tedious i'm sure to 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 people who aren't as um in love with the game they might have thought it it wasn't a great advert for the game you know you're going into the last session um, Sibley 60 off 200 uh rocks but it's what it's what was needed first test of the summer absolutely and i think personally for Sibley was so important as well to to get that confidence, I think he had like five single figure scores in his last seven innings or something Mm. so um, yeah I think think that confidence, obviously we've got India coming up um, in a couple of months and that's going to be, that's a huge test you know that's going to be uh, billions of people watching it and uh, there's a real chance that we might not be india at home this time it's probably the, the the first time when you've been like oh goodness it could actually be quite close um but new not zealand you don't think that but... you don't think that no 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 really
1: they're am I all right
0: <laughs> they've got some other players as well though who can uh, who can play but um no that that's that's going to be a lot of fun to watch in a few months but yeah new zealand quality side aren't they quality side our man devin conway I love it. Yeah. We called it We called it, and look what's happened.
1: Weird for us, wasn't it? Because obviously we always want England to do well, but we do both have a real man crush on Devon Conway as a cricketer. Um, So yeah, deep down, not even deep down, I was very pleased with Devin Conway. God, he looked good. He just looked He's... like he'd been playing test cricket for... And it was interesting because England have gone with the youth road recently, haven't they? They've gone, you know... Young players with potential, rather than players who have who've done it in the county game, and, and they don't pick pick older players who, even though their average is much better and, and they're used to it, and maybe maybe this has kind of shown them that that's not the way to go. Maybe sometimes it is worth picking. You know, Devin Conway's twenty nine. I think he's an exceptional case. I think you know they were always going to pick him from probably the first moment he he, he battled in New Zealand. They realised that he he had something about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, New Zealand for such a small talent pool. Um, they've just always got someone else coming in. I mean, you look at their bowling attack, and there's literally they're like, if they when trim bolt come in for the second test, you know, how, how do you possibly leave one of those seamers out? You probably don't, you probably drop the spinner to fit them in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're in such a good position. And the thing about their bowling attack as well, every single one of them is so different, you know, and gives them yes. something different. So, yes. um, yeah, very, very, very impressive. Um, as, as expected, really, you know, you don't expect anything less from New Zealand these days. Well,
0: it's, it's amazing that. Jameson just sort of came out of the woodwork like literally Mm. just like I didn't I'd heard the name before he burst onto the scene last year but I you know I didn't think he was going to sort of take the game by storm like he has. And he does offer something so different to the others. Obviously, Salve, hmm. uh is a quintessential swing bowler. Unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen his stats over the past few years, but yeah, I think he's 21, 21 with the ball, Perfect. 102 wickets, I think. Obviously, Bolt is, you know, sort of swing, but left arm. Then you've got Wagner who hits the pitch hard uh, and Jameson, who's, you know, six foot five. Um, six foot eight, mate. Six is foot six eight. Foot eight? Oh, yeah. lord. He'd be He'd be handy in the NBA, six for eight. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, exactly. So you've got four seamers off for something so different. And they've just got options. I mean, mm. you know, you look at someone who I've maybe criticised in the past a little bit, like Daryl Mitchell. But he came in and got, he got a, a century in his last game back in New Zealand, mm. didn't he? So they, they've got players waiting in the week. I mean, Glenn Phillips this is a player we've spoken about, I know, um, fantastic cricketer. They've got Will Young, who got runs for Durham. So they've just got, like, for the first time, it really feels like they've probably got 15 or 16 players. Yeah. Who could all start, couldn't they?
1: That's the thing. I mean, in in the past, New Zealand have had quality players, you know, your Flemings, um, Brendan McCullum, you know, um, Shane Bond, whatever. But, but, you know, there's that core. But then it was, the rest of it was really, if you look at the players throughout the 2000s, the amount of, openers that would have averaged maybe 27 or something like that is just astronomical. But, but these days they do, they just have a real, you know, they have players come in like BJ Watling is going to retire in, in two games time. And Tom Blundell is going to come in who averages 40 in test cricket you know what I mean yeah, and he
0: was, down under didn't he
1: exactly um, yeah and and you know even, even if he doesn't play then Glenn Phillips you mentioned then there's Tim Seifert you know there's there's just real options and um yeah the one thing they don't have is spin um yeah, which is you know I don't
0: think can't have
1: anything everything but
0: uh <laughs> no but, but yeah I, I, and
1: also I, I tell you who impressed me uh not with the bat but uh with the ball was Colin de grandham I mean just how he dots it up is so impressive you know he's not he's not a huge wicket risk um, but he literally you just can't score off him and he's he's like, he is doing the job of a spinner essentially in England where it's not turning. You just want them to hold down an end and I mean, I think he bowled 1.13 overs, gone for 18 runs or something like that. I mean, that's just invaluable and and people maybe don't realise how important someone like that is in the side and and give the, give the, um, the the quicker bowlers a rest.
0: Agreed. And obviously he didn't, show what he's capable of in the last test, but he's he's a very good batsman. He's a very good batsman. He's got a test turn. I think he's got 750s as well. Um, he's a very good player. So I, I think what's nice with the New Zealand team is, depending on the pitch... You could play Santner or De Grandom as your all-rounder and your fifth yeah. bowling option. So there's 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 plenty of ways to balance the side. I, I just don't, has never really done it for me at test level. I don't think he's quite at your number one test spinner. Fantastic white ball spinner, absolutely no doubt about it. But I've never quite seen it translate into, into the red ball. But then who do you have as a backup option, really? Ish Sodhi?
1: Ajaz Patel.
0: Ajax Patel, yeah, was it William um, Somerville? Somerville. Um,
1: yeah, but, you know, he, um, I mean, he averages more with the ball um, than Joe Root, which does tell you a lot. I mean, he averages mm. 45 with the ball. Mm. I mean, he doesn't, he's not a, a test level spinner and he's not a test level batsman, despite, mm. you know, him scoring a ton. So, yeah, he's very much bits and pieces. Um, yeah. And one of the, actually, do you know what? He actually spun a few in the last game, which yeah. I couldn't believe. Yeah. He is a real non-spinning spinner. He yeah,
0: does he's a skiddy, skiddy through. But yeah, yeah. no, New Zealand. New Zealand have so many options. So impressed with them. Um, I think honestly they'll be favourites uh, in the World uh, Test Championship final because they actually India toured. I think in 2019 they toured mm-hmm. New Zealand and New Zealand really dominated them. To be honest with you, and I think the pitch is obviously going to be more suited to New Zealand than you'd say yeah. India or what they're what they're slightly more used to I suppose um back in New Zealand so that'll be interesting but I think just to, to the final bit of this cricket chart obviously we've got the next test match is starting on Thursday do you see any changes on both sides do you see do you see who do you see winning where, where do you think
1: um, I think England might make a change in the bowling department. I think Ollie Robinson might not play. Uh, I <laughs> bar, don't know if you've heard. bar the
0: obvious, bar the um, obvious.
1: I mean, like for like, would obviously be Craig Overton. Um, as we have mentioned, yeah. I mean, we've both been critics of Mark Wood, but he actually was quite good in the last test. The enforcer, um, yeah, the enforcer. But he actually is a better bowler when he doesn't bowl as an enforcer. Yeah, no,
0: when, oh, like, when he's when um, he's gets it up there, he's fantastic. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I I don't know what they're gonna do actually. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, I wouldn't. I would've liked to see Ollie Stone get a go. Um, I mean the batting lineup you're not gonna change. You're not you're not gonna I mean who what you're gonna give break in one innings, you know, you're not gonna I mean I tell you, Zach Crawley's under a lot of pressure.
0: I think uh, if he doesn't get runs in this game, he is in real trouble. Because by his 267, uh, which is insane by the way, and one of the yeah. most ridiculous innings I've ever seen from a young guy. You pilot. are you gonna
1: root maths him? <laughs> are you gonna take that away from him, are you? Yeah, yeah. Bar all the runs he's scored,
0: he's not scoring any runs. But I think it's, it's just the fact that that was such a huge score. And actually, mm. recently, he's been in terrible form for about eight innings now, I think. Yeah. Um, but
1: how he's getting out as well, I mean, he's flashing at wide ones. He's flashing at
0: wide ones, yeah. And it's been happening in the county championship as well. So it's not like. It's a new issue. I just think if he if he doesn't get runs in this game, there are other players who, you know, we still got Ben Stokes and Josh Butler aren't even playing in this match. Okay. Um, you know, could Bracey play at three potentially? I, I,
1: they, they fancy Bracey's a number three, clearly. And and that was the plan for him. Um, was was to bat in the the top order. Uh and when Josh Butler Butler's gonna come back into the team. So I mean and and Bracey you know, he's okay with the gloves, but he's inexperienced with the gloves. He's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. not what you want at test level as your glove man. I mean, he does the job um, for, for two tests. And then, mm. yeah, I think Zach Crawley is in a lot of trouble at number three. Um, Dan Lawrence also needs to get some, some runs at some point. Uh, again, it's probably type of dismissals for him. I mean, that was
0: a shocking dismissal.
1: First innings was second ball, mate. That's flashing nah. at
0: one outside off, which is just, yeah. I, honestly, I was. I was Taken aback at how mm. lose, and this is the problem. You know, we talked about before when we, we we get upset when England dig in, but then mm. like I was far more aggravated when we do something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just putting the and, team under yeah. pressure.
1: And the fact is, someone like Ollie Robinson came in on test debut, um, batting number eight, and he just he he didn't do anything special. He he just you know he had a solid forward defence and then put away the bad balls which is I know that sounds is making it sound very simplistic <laughs> but that's isn't what, that he what did.
0: all players should do at times
1: <laughs> they should mate they should they should just not get out um, but yeah I, I, and you know that's if you're batting in the top order and you're looking at that that, that should probably tell you a lot that you you've not done your job essentially um, so yeah look England it's hard to judge England the series isn't it because they're missing so many players um, so many new players in as well. Um, but, yeah, it's a real chance for, for some 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 people to stake a claim um, the next game because otherwise they won't be playing much longer. If, if Dan Lawrence doesn't make a score, if Zach Crawley doesn't make a score, um, then, yeah, they, they're, they're set for an extended um, spell outside the team. So, um, time for them to step up, I reckon.
0: Agreed. Yeah, and we don't want any sort of knee-jerk reactions. Um, it's the second test of the summer, so I'd be very surprised if England make any big changes by the obvious the only other one was maybe anderson or broad gets a rest i'm not sure
1: maybe they've been keen to rotate haven't they i tell you what i thought broad bowled so well for just nothing for for no luck i the amount of just absolute beauties he bowled that missed the bat by like absolute nothing was just unbelievable i thought he bowled so well for just for one wicket essentially so um yeah, I think look they both look still looking great touch and as as good as they ever have. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be too against giving giving one of them a little rest. Um probably probably Jimmy Anderson, but yeah, I don't know. Um He
0: hasn't actually played that much for Lancashire this season. So. He hasn't
1: no, he's no. kind of been all all fa- um all based on on test selection, hasn't it? And look, if you ask him if he wants to play, I'm sure it's
0: He should probably have a say. <laughs> yeah, I guess. As uh, as as brilliant as he is, but yeah, it's great to just have test cricket back. Honestly, I just missed it so much. Like yesterday, just sat on the sofa, the sun's out, and it's just on, and it's on all day, and it's just Watch Dom
1: Sibley drop anchor,
0: just no dropping in, no run all day, do it again, two days of Dom Sibley digging in, absolutely, yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm all I'm all for that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to to the game on Thursday, um, and it'd be great to have it back, but also by the cricket. We have another, so we, I guess we could say big tournament happening. Mm, mm. And it's still called Euro 2020, even though we're in 2021, Leo. But crazy. I can't bloody wait for the year. I'm so,
1: so excited, mate. I, there's just nothing like a. Uh, uh... A summer tournament, it's just unbelievable and because it's been a, a extended by a year because of the pandemic you know, we've just been kind of chomping at the bit and for me, I, I wasn't that you know, I was kind of like, yeah, excited, name of the squad excited and then there was just one day I kind of realised this is like two weeks away or, um, or whatever it was at the time and I just I just am so excited I just, I love I love football on every day teams you wouldn't normally care about North, uh, North Macedonia against Ukraine and you're just like you're in heaven you know it's just uh yeah i'm incredibly excited and to have it in our own city eight games yeah, um in yeah. london very exciting and there'll be a great atmosphere around around
0: the place great to have so fans, to yeah great to have fans over here for that it's gonna be fantastic but yeah i think one thing with the euros and, and and to be honest with the world cup as well i i love seeing other teams players you've just noted <laughs> there, like as much as you know i want england to win obviously it's not it's not just about oh England, England, England. I'm I'm fascinated. North Macedonia. When are you ever going to watch them? Realistically, you might watch them in a qualifier or two if England are playing them, and hmm. then in these tournaments. So it's great. These players who yeah, you, you, you know only a few of them will play in, in top European leagues. I think it's Pandev is their superstar player for North Macedonia. Alioski, and Alioski of course, Aliosky. who's a, who's a got the bloke in midfield who plays
1: for who plays for Napoli. So you know, I know. As I LM, said, a, I a
0: few it. players, a few players. Oh, you did uh, say that. Sure. Yeah, that so cool. that's that's pretty bang on, I'd say. <laughs> but no, I, I think that's the other element of it. Away from all the you know your France and your mm. your Germany, these smaller teams where they might have... yeah, like I always love it after a major tournament when when a you know a, an unknown sort of either has a bit of pace or might score mm. like a big goal and then they get go for like a hugely inflated price right. tag for like 30 <laughs> million and, and they're they, actually useless. Yeah. <laughs> every so single tournament. Good. Every single tournament I mean, even at the World Cup twenty fourteen, like James Rodriguez obviously had a ridiculous tournament, scored one of the best goals I've ever seen. Went just went for like seventy five mil, just straight up seventy five million, and hey, and how's that worked out? Pretty well.
1: Liverpool Liverpool bought um El Hadjiouf off the back of the two thousand two <laughs> World Cup, so I mean, you know, look, that was all right. You know, he scored one goal and spat at two fans, so you know, it's not not a bad transfer. Right? It's but,
0: n- it's never good when yeah the amount of spit towards fans is double oh, goal tally.
1: Come on, he's a uh, he's an <laughs> enigma. He's a good lad.
0: Yeah, but all right, it's going to be so much fun. I I'd love to get your honest thoughts about how you think England are looking yeah. going into this tournament?
1: I've got many gripes um, about it, and none of them are about England themselves. I My first issue is people who just, they see the squad and they go, oh, typical, and they just complain about the squad. I guarantee you now, Ollie Watkins not being selected for England for the Euros isn't the reason they're not going to win it. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, now Ollie Watkins won
0: goal off the bench. Do you know
1: what I mean? And and like today people are like, oh, I can't believe Ben White's been selected over James Ward-Prowse. Like, okay, fine, you might have reasons for that. But then to be like completely denounced aside because of that, this is as exciting as England have ever been going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And also people give out about you Know well, you know, look at the res- England's results over the last years, they've been great, and people give out about performance. Um, just a little insight for people teams don't win tournaments because they play really, really good football, teams win tournaments because they win games. I mean, France I like in 2018 that, yeah. World Cup, people think were really They didn't play good football, no. like they they. You know, they drew nil all in the group stage to Peru or something like. that. I think that. it's you know, that
0: they, one they, game with Argentina where it was like yeah the, one 4-3. of the classics. But I think it people's in people's heads that's what it's mm. lasted, like Pavard's goal. So they're like, oh mm. my God, France must have been an amazing or tournament. But you're right, they actually you start slowly. You need to grind out. I mean, mm. the question I, and the debate that I've actually been having with people is: is our defence good enough to win the Euros? Y-
1: yes, because. Are uh, going forward, we're good enough to outscore any. T- I think that there's no one else in Europe who, are, apart from France, who are outrageously good side. Um, mm, mm. I think Belgium have the players, but I don't even think they're as good a side as they were at the World Cup three years ago. Oh,
0: they're aged, aren't they? They've aged quite a lot. They long, are but...
1: aged. And defensively as well, they're quite suspect. I mean, when you're relying on Vertonghen and, you know, players like that <laughs> who, are, who are past it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think... And do you know what? England aren't awful defensively. You look at their, their, their back line, it's not amazing. But, you know, Luke Shaw was probably the best best back in the league last year. Carl Walker up there as one of the best right backs, uh, John Stones was incredible, and then someone will come in along, uh, alongside him, it might be Maguire, who's a very good defender, it might be someone else, so England aren't bad defensively, but going forward, they're so, so blessed that I, I I just think they, they do have as good a chance as ever, um, and I'm very much looking forward to it, and it looks like Grealish is going to be involved from the start for most games. It's hard to leave him out now. He's been their best player of the, those two friendlies. Number 10 um, as
0: well. Like he has to, you know, he is, he's the man. He's the guy like Gaza in 96. Mm.
1: Um,
0: he's the guy who, he just doesn't seem to get phased to me by the big occasion. I think he, I think he thrives off it. I think there's a few mm. players in the England team. Um, you know, I think of Raheem Sterling, to be honest with you. I, I love Raheem Sterling. I think he's a fantastic footballer, but he has, know bottled it in the past. I think Mm -hmm. the big the pressure gets to him, the fans get on his back. And I think that I think Rashford has that a little bit in him as well. There are a few players there where you just worry where if you have the big occasion, you have the big moment, will they be able to deliver? And I I think Grealish lives for that. I think Kane and Grealish for me just want to be there. They want to be the man. They want to yeah they they want the ball constantly um and that excites me a lot. I genuinely can't remember the last time we had a like a, a like in 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 my Lifetime anyway, we've had a player like Grealish. He wants, no, and wants it
1: 100%. And, and two other players, um, you mentioned who are big game players and honestly step up every time Mason Mount, Phil Foden. Mm, I mm, mean, mm, mm, they're mm, big game players, and, and Phil Foden's only 20, but he's he's he loves a big occasion. And mm. you know, as you said, Harry Kane, one of the best goal scorers in Europe, if not the best. I don't know, mate, I, I think if you, if you don't go far with this squad then you're never going to go far and it's you you only need to you get through the group stage and you know it's four games it's four it's games true. it's you know it's not a huge amount to do it's it's yeah. four games and and you have to have some luck um you know things have to go your way but yeah i think england's are deservedly probably second favourites for it after France. Yes. I think yeah, that's probably where they should be.
0: I think we should be confident as fans. And look, it. obviously we're used to England not turning up in major tournaments, mm. but I think this is the first time, yeah, we've got a young side where even if it doesn't, qu- we don't get through to the end in this tournament. We don't win it. We get to the semis, let's say. For this squad where, you know, a lot of them will be playing for England for the next 10 years. That is that is huge. You get big tournament experience. We got the World Cup next year as well. So... Yeah, even if you can have just a deep run, I think that will be hugely, hugely important for these players moving forward. I just, yeah, the the reason I asked about the the defense is just if Maguire is injured for Mm -hmm. for some of the tournament, I just don't know. I mean, do you? I don't know whether you play three at the back, you know, and wing backs like more of a five at the back, I should say. But you know, if Maguire is there, Maguire and Stones could work as 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 a two definitely. I just, I just don't see. I don't think Mings, Cody, or White are really, yeah, good enough. Not, just, I don't think uh, the partnership of one of them and Stones is good enough to to really keep clean sheets. If I'm honest with you, if, no matter what if, the team is.
1: If Maguire's not fit for Sunday, I, I would 100 percent have Ben White in there um, yeah. alongside. Well, he's, he's
0: played. He's played well. Yeah,
1: Stones. He was really good. Um, yesterday you he played the 490 and there's a reason Southgate's brought him in um as the replacement for for Trent so um yeah I, I I disagree I think he's good enough actually to burn back four I agree um I think Mings is is not the player and lots of he, he's got a lot of stick actually I do feel a bit from you know that he's only been selected because he's left-footed and Esri Constance is much better than him, whatever but I don't think he's an amazing player I, I think um Cody's much better in the back five uh, I think Ben Godfrey's looked slightly well. He's not in the squad, but anyway, he he looked quite. slightly going to slag him off anyway. <laughs> yeah, he looks slightly overall, which is why I don't think. Which I think yeah. Ben White is why Ben White was picked ahead of him. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Look, uh, at the end of the day, you, you do need to have a solid foundation. I think Pickford's actually been much better than the last six months and is by far England's best goalkeeper distribution-wise, which is what Southgate likes and mm. wants. But what I what I'm really impressed by Southgate every time is I think he speaks really, really well. Um, as an ambassador for England and, you know, England manager isn't just about managing England team. It's about a lot more than that. And he he really impresses me in the media and and stuff he said. Um, And secondly, I think the players just really, really like playing for him. I think they really like him. You know, there was always a problem with the golden generation as such. Um, of little cliques in the team and stuff like that. And it was the Liverpool table, the Man U table, the Chelsea table, whatever. I don't think it's like that anymore. I think there was all these players played at youth level, you know, the example of Mount and, and Rice are best mates and all these lads, I think genuinely love meeting up with each other at international level. And, you know, they it, it's a change up from club level and there's not these cliques anymore, which I think is, is great for English football. And I think they very much enjoy playing for Gareth Southgate, which is um, putting English football in a great position.
0: Yeah. Completely agree with you, Leo. Yeah, I think chemistry in the team is so, so, so important. And it is something that England have lacked. So this Mm. is, yeah, this is the first time when you're like, hey, these guys actually enjoy spending time with each other as well on and off the pitch. So you have these relationships. Um, And I think that just makes you have a bit more fight as well, you know, in those big moments Mm. when you look around and it's like, well, I'm I'm here with, you know, people that you probably class as friends, not just teammates. So you're more willing to put in that extra, uh,
1: you know. It's like when we play together.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. like that. that. Do you not think? <laughs> uh, not like that. I wouldn't put my Ludo body on Bagman. the line for you. I wouldn't put my body on the line for you, no way. Absolutely Would you not? <laughs> well,
1: let, let me ask you this, right? I'm um, going to put you on, on the spot. Please. I'm going to ask you some questions. Who's winning the Euros? France. Okay. Who is going to be the biggest flop in terms of team? Wind. Who? Who did you say?
0: Netherlands.
1: Netherlands, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Who is going to be an underdog? Give me an underdog. Give me a little underdog.
0: Uh. Okay, so would you class... I know Italy are a big team, but Mm -hmm. considering where they've been in the past few years, would you class them as an underdog?
1: Yeah, but it can be, you know, Italy going far, final or semi-finals. That would be... That counts. Because they didn't have the World
0: Cup and Mm -hmm. they've been pretty weak. But I actually think um i actually think they've got a, a, a pretty decent side the defense is a bit you know a bit old yeah but i do think they've got they've got a lot of talent they've got Insignia, they've got immobile they've got chiesa as a front three that's quite exciting in itself um but i think another underdog genuinely genuinely and this is quite i think scotland might actually just impress I people
1: i wouldn't put it past scotland 100 percent um you know i, I think they play beyond their means a lot recently mm. to qualify even and that that group isn't that you know england croatia czech republic they'll see you know three games that they can they can smash and grab so no 100 percent well, croatia
0: aren't, aren't the team that we no. will have remembered from from the past will we i mean they're, they're again their top players are old raketic and modric are, what they must be 34 nearly yeah, yeah. um so i think yeah, I think Scotland even if they didn't make it out of the group I still think that the games that they'll be involved in will be exciting and I think they'll play pretty good football. They've got a lot of good players, Scotland. Do
1: you, my do you know who everyone everyone's for the saying for the underdog of the tournament is Turkey. No. Um which almost makes them not an underdog anymore because everyone said it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think um I think Austria might have a shout just because they're in quite a weak group. Mm. They're in with Ukraine, North Macedonia and the Netherlands, who I don't think are as good as people think they are. Well, I think they've got um, a terrible manager as well. So that's my little, that's my kind of, that's my little tip. Is, is, I, is I quite Austria. like that. England to win it, obviously. And my, my big flop is uh, Portugal. I yes, right. This
0: is the other big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they've
1: got a great squad and great players, but I don't think they're necessarily, I, I think, yeah, uh, they're, they're not my... They're not as good as people think they're going to be, and they're in a group of deaths. So,
0: I just think the problem is with, with Portugal, yes, as you say, their team is incredible. They've got obviously Ronaldo, Bruno, Jota, Ruben Diaz, Cancelo like so many unbelievable. Penans, yeah, 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 Penans. Uh, <laughs> great pronunciation. Wow. Sorry, man,
1: I just lived in Portugal for a while. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I've just uh, I it's think
0: It's like I'm in. It's like I'm in Porto. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, and then they've got players like William Cavalli, They've got a decent balance. But I think the problem is Ronaldo is uh, incredibly egotistical, and I think mm-hmm. the team has to revolve around him. Yes, all right, they won the Euros last time, but that wasn't because of him. That was no. because if Adair decided to score in the final, and uh, you know the team actually worked quite well without Ronaldo in the final. Um, I think there is like players like Bruno Fernandes won't willingly just be second fiddle. He is Man United's best player. He is one of the best players in the world. And I think there's just, yeah, there are some slight, yeah, potential personality clashes in that team that I just don't think, uh, yeah, are, are present in the England team or even in the French team. If you look at France, someone like Mbappe, who is one of the Top five players in the world, he has no ego really. Um, yeah, and you know, they've got Benzema back, they've got Griezmann. I, I actually think that a lot of those players are quite understated for how good they are. Whereas, yeah, Portugal for me, yeah, they can, they, they, they I think that's a great shot. I think the Netherlands, Monsieur Portugal,
1: Conte. yeah, he's all right, At least egotistical man in uh, in world football, but one of the best midfielders of uh, the last 20 years. Um, yeah, I think uh, France will do all right, maybe
0: quite possibly but i'd love uh yeah I'd, I'd obviously i'd love england to go far as well but i I just think all this pressure of like winning is not as important as we think i think a run it's coming home it's coming yeah we, we said this last ball's time coming home. imagine if we get another clearing trip here home. Another- it's coming sorry what were you saying Another Kieran Trippier free kick into the. Well, that
1: was, that was the, the best moment in. of footballing life. So. Absolutely.
0: If he does it again. He um,
1: hey, I'm looking forward to watching some of it together. Um, gonna well, be pretty fun.
0: If, if you play your cards right, mate. Yeah.
1: If you know, yeah, no, I was right, no, busy right. anyway. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that.
0: having a look through because we've just spoken about teams that we think are going to flop. I'm just having yeah. a look through the Dutch team again just to rejig mm. my memory. With, with like, no
1: Van Dyke, obviously.
0: I, yeah, no Van Dyke. So like, genuinely, obviously, De Ligt is nowhere near as good as people hoped he would be yeah, at this yeah. stage in his career. So you've got you've probably got a back three of Defry, who's obviously a fantastic footballer <laughs> and has just won the fridge. You mean <laughs> yes, the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Uh Nathan Ake, uh DeLicht, and then you've probably got like Dumfries or you know, th- these are all right players, okay. And you got Vineyard.
1: Tim Krull or Martin Stickelenberg? Yeah, who are both bang average, bang average
0: goalkeepers. Mm. And then yeah, so then you got yeah What Frankie de Jong? Mm. Donny Van der Beek doesn't play anymore. Quincy Promes amazes in the squad considering what he's been through in the last year. Uh, you know, Darun does a decent job for Atalanta. But I'm just none of these players like stand out I mean maybe four years ago they were impressive even Depay something like that so for me it's like there's a bit too much hype I've seen a lot of stuff saying oh the Netherlands are the team to watch I don't see that happening especially with no Van Dijk
1: no I I, I agree 100% I think the name the Netherlands name kind of carries them a lot more than you know, I mean, if you've got Luke De Jong starting up front, and you know, <laughs> I, I I think you're in a bit of trouble. But yeah, they're 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 no, they are they're a bang average side. Um, and I mean, they drew two all to Scotland um the other night and were outplayed. I don't know if you watched highlights of that. They were genuinely outclassed at times. Um, so yeah, I uh I I don't see the Netherlands going far.
0: What one other side that um we haven't touched on just yet? What do we think of Denmark? Because that, that group uh, they could get out of that group very easily. It's Belgium, Finland and Russia are the other teams. So hmm. I, you'd
1: I, expect I, them to get out of that group. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think they could be a, a cheeky little quarter finalist, but I I don't I don't see them going any further than that. I don't got, I don't think they've, they've got a, a star kind of turn that can change a game for them. They obviously Ericsson's not where he was a few years ago. And you know, I mean Yusuf Paulson's a okay Bundesliga striker. You hey you've got Martin Braithwaite. Oh, sorry, I forgot actually. Yeah, no, they'll probably win it, I guess. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Braithwaite will win it.
0: For them. But look, I mean, just again, they, they've got a lot of very, very decent players you feel. You've got Kasper Schmeichel in there, Joachim Anderson, Vestergaard, and Kiar, uh, mm-hmm. who are all, you know, very, very decent defenders. You've got Christiansen, who's just won the Champions League with Chelsea. You've got uh, Thomas Delaney, you know, who starts with Brusher Dortmund week and we go. Obviously, Ericsson, yeah, he's not the player he was. He's still. You still, prefer, you know, we all know what he can do. You he got Hoiberg, so I don't know. There's just a, there's, they've got a surprisingly good squad. <laughs> do, they go the. Do you want me to do
1: a, a pretty sweet segue here? Please do. Hey, talking of Euro 2020, this week's quiz is a change. It's not around the world in eighty players league. It's around the European Championships. It's a it's a Euro 2021 special. Oh, um,
0: Euro 2020, I believe
1: sorry fuck fuck shit oh god edit that out make me look make me sound cool it's a euro 2020 special um so you're still gonna have six questions uh how much time do you want how much time do you think you, you need i'm gonna ask well, you i mean
0: I- i've literally never played this version of the quiz before so are you asking me a question which i i do not know maybe me in two minutes will know but right now well I'm, fuck I'm
1: off sure. then you're not getting you're getting very little time if you're gonna be a prick about it.
0: Was that a bit pedantic? Sorry, was, uh, g- g- give me one, give me one.
1: You want a full minute?
0: Well, what what were you suggesting, sir?
1: Well, I think they're pretty easy questions, mate. But I mean,
0: all right, forty-five seconds is then.
1: Forty-five seconds, all right, Let's do it. Um, uh, I've set it to forty-five minutes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I could
0: do forty-five minutes as well if you want. I'm not <laughs> I don't sure, know, mate, I've heard not sure some of the, the answers. listener would uh, appreciate
1: that. <laughs> I've heard some of your answers before. I don't know if you forty-five minutes would be enough, but okay. Look, just tell me when you're ready.
0: Let's do this.
1: Okay. Go. In what tournament was silver goal first used to decide a game?
0: Uh, Ninety-two.
1: No. Worse. Eighty-eight. It's been used once, and it was not those years. Oh, it's been oh you, know but, you know nothing about. You know nothing about football. Okay, cool. <laughs> silver goal.
0: The silver goal.
1: Yeah, silver goal. Uh... Just name. I mean, you could have just named every Euros by now, and you. Eighty-four
0: no 80 no 76 72 no. 2016 no. No. no 2012 2008 no. 2004 2000 yeah, yeah
1: correct 2004 really um your time's up
0: so i, say, I just what game was i in? it was
1: it was sorry the time is going off here uh, just excuse that um it was uh, greece uh, czech republic semi-final um in 2004
0: that is, I genuinely. Krenos Delas scored
1: just before time, Um, in the extra time, and that was silver goal, and they won.
0: That is incredible. I really that is. That's I'm, great knowledge.
1: I'm going to ask you the, the the other questions. Just um, please. Just to humiliate you more. Um, alongside North Macedonia, who's the other debutant at this year's uh, Euros? The
0: other debutant at this year is it Finland.
1: It is Finland. Yeah. It is Finland. Uh, by what score did Spain beat Italy in the 2012 final?
0: 1 0. No. T one.
1: It was, no. was 4 0. Um it was what country nil? has qualified the most times without ever winning it or even getting to the final. Is it England? It's coming. I mean, it. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> uh they've uh, nine. Semi finals.
0: Semi finals was our uh, top performance, wasn't it?
1: Hey um we're gonna do it again. So. <laughs> uh what players scored the most goals at European championships? It's actually was two, it, so you can say either of them. Was it Suka? No. It, I mean, overall, in all the European Championships combined, who scored the most goals? Oh. Quite well. Was known. it David Villa? No, he's quite well known. He's playing at this year's one.
0: He's playing at this year's one? In all yeah. all of the European Championships put together?
1: As in, like, he's played in whatever and so Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I understand. understand.
0: No, I understand the premise, yeah. Okay. Um, is it Ronaldo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's he another one. Nine over four tournaments. Michel Plastini scored nine in one tournament. So
0: nine in one.
1: Probably probably more impressive, I'd say. When but, was
0: that? In um, eighty what was that? Eighty four. Yes. Eighty-four. Nine Last in one. a tournament. As it was it, you think it was center attacking mid as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The Jacka
1: brothers. The Xhaka brothers became the first siblings to play against each other at Euro twenty sixteen. What countries were they representing?
0: Albania and Switzerland.
1: Wow, this guy sure knows his football.
0: (laughs) I feel like if you'd have reversed the questions, then Mm. I would have got at least four.
1: Yeah, but I didn't reverse the questions.
0: No, I mean, I'd I'd be surprised how many people remember the silver goal. That is uh, Everyone
1: does. It was very memorable
0: no i don't remember it sorry
1: right okay well, i don't well.
0: think i yeah that's uh doesn't doesn't, doesn't... Well,
1: you got one one point by naming every tournament until and then you named 2004 last so that was good
0: uh well look i'm i'm glad uh i'm glad that, that glad that to I be embarrassed back maybe myself on that's another trivia maybe we should swap it over one time and i'll do a really obscure trivia game yeah man and you'll well, probably... yeah, easy you'll probably get it all right and uh yeah we'll be back very very soon with a brand new episode